0: All right, welcome to another episode of Perspective. I'm here with Gavin Whiting, um, and Gavin, I actually met recently, and just absolutely loved the kind of attitude, the warm spirit that he has. Um, but Gavin, can you go ahead and introduce introduce yourself, who you are, and what you do? Absolutely. So
1: my name is Dr. Gavin Whiting. I'm a chiropractor out here in Sar- well, I, I'm in Provo, um, but I am in chi- in Saratoga Springs at Kemp Chiropractic. And what we do is just working with people through musculoskeletal conditions that obviously come from either trauma, chronic tension, lifestyle habits, um, really anything of the nature that kind of creates a lot of dysfunction in people. And what we do is just aiming to help restore emotion through doing adjustments, doing manual work, trying to talk to people through about education on nutrition, lifestyle factors, and just kind of overall general health.
0: It's awesome. So I'm curious, how did you like? W- what made you decide to go to become a chiropractor? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> all right, my friend. So uh,
1: as I started undergraduate uh, in 2010, um, and I went to Utah Valley University, where I was focusing on doing my degree in psychology. So my aunt was actually a psychologist herself, and she was a huge motivator for getting me started into the whole process. Kind of just helped walk me through the whole thing. Um, so when I started undergrad, I got into it pretty hot and heavy. Uh, I started doing volunteering, doing research, doing stuff like that, just because I, I knew I wanted to try to go to graduate school and be a doctor. So my goal is to become a psychologist. And about my third year in undergrad, I started taking classes that were more oriented towards uh, neuroscience. So uh, we took neurophysiology um, or psychopharmacology and physiological psychology um, and When I started studying the brain and studying the way that, you know, cognition, psychology and everything plays its role and the way that brain chemistry um, really starts to coordinate those kind of synapses and create those personalities and personas, I I just fell in love with it. And so I had a really close friend that was with me and we both decided to go pre-med and we switched over to that and just kind of never really looked back and just, started going through anatomy, started going through everything. And, um, I was in my last year getting ready to take the MCAT and my ex, my ex-wife got pregnant with my little girl and, you know, I was, I was wanting to do more of a surgery residency because uh, surgery was always just has been my passion and, and drive for everything. Um, but, just the lifestyle of, of living in the hospital and being on call I just felt like I would it would be a lot of stress on the family and so I wanted to do a career where I could still be a little bit more holistic in people's life because I have I'm not the biggest fan of prescribing medications to all things obviously there is a role for for those in specific conditions um, but I wanted to be able to influence people more through as you talk about trying to be warm, trying to encourage people to live better lifestyles, they're just understanding their bodies better, understanding um, life better, understanding how, you know, things just worked and, and getting them to come to these insights on their own. And so I wanted to find a profession that was a little bit more involved with kind of hands on work and I shadowed a few physicians. Um, Oh, man, PT, I shadowed a few PTs, physical therapists, um, and I shadowed a few chiropractors, Um, shadowed physiatrists, and when it came down to it, chiropractors, all the ones I found, they always had these followings of people that just had the highest praise of them, and, you know, it was like they are their doctor, and, it, you know, they they revved them without any thought. And they're just, it was just a part of a lifestyle for them. And chiropractors always seem to be just super happy. Um, you know, they had great work hours. It was very reasonable. They, you know, one of the big things they always talked about was that work satisfaction was high. They had great quality time with their families. You know, a lot of the chiropractors I was shadowing were working three days a week, you know, and do very successful practices, very successful people. And so it just seemed like they had a lot more balance in their life and, And again, like I said, just the impact on the people when you'd see the people come in and get treatment, you know, it was a significant impact. And so it just had this allure to me. And, you know, it's kind of, before I had understood what it was, when you're seeing it on the outside, it's a a very interesting practice to watch and to receive, be on the receiving end. And so, you know, it just kind of fascinated me. And I'm like, I got to know more about this. And so... Shout out to a couple of chiropractors for a couple months and just ended up falling in love with it, found a school and sent my application, got a, accepted, I think within a month and a half and was just, just took off from there. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: So it's really good that you bring up that you were, you know, you're studying like all the, like some of the neuroscience and things like that. Cause, um, something I'm really curious about, I want to get your take on it. Is now? Not that you you know you've been a chiropractor, you've been doing this for some time. What role would you say, or how important is someone's mindset or perspective when it comes to the healing process? What have you seen? Personally, from my experience
1: um, dealing with patients from in undergrad, like I said, I'd done some community outreach stuff where we worked with um, underprivileged communities for. You still there, buddy?
0: Yeah. You cut out for a second.
1: <laughs> no, don't no, Okay. Um, but just, um, we worked with a lot of the, uh, families that were struggling with uh, parents and students who were about to go to the judicial system, um, it was like their, their final shot before getting reprimanded from the school to where they're either going to be expelled, put into the juvenile system or, or anything like that. Um, A lot of lessons I learned from that, as well as from you know my process of treating people in the clinic at school, in practice, and everything like that, is that mental health is is paramount to everything. Um, Neurophysiology is dictated through your stress levels, through cortisol hormones, through um, just so many factors that your brain dictates the way that your body behaves, right? And the two need to be in line. You know, if if your mental health is not in line, your body stores tension in ways that, and not only tension, but obviously physiological processes that are chemical byproducts of of reactions that can be very corrosive to your body and so i think to start any process of healing or introspection or growth you have to have an, uh, a mindset that is ironclad and you have to know yourself and you have to have the mental integrity and the the I guess what we'd call preening, right? So the, the process of grooming yourself every day and taking care of that aspect because fundamentally it's what gets you through and it's the most crucial part. So in my experience, I have found that mental health supersedes almost everything. Once you have good mental health, for the most part, you can work through almost any condition because people, people's bodies are, are primed for it.
0: Yeah, awesome. I I love I love that last that last statement. People's bodies are primed for it. That's so true. So, real quick. So, coming back to you. Yep. um, And to give a little context, I didn't say this earlier, but so Gavin actually has been the one who's been treating me um, (laughs) because so I was in a small, you know, nothing major, but a car accident um, a few months ago, and something. Basically, the reason I wanted to bring you on, bring him on, is that. I was, I've was i been so impressed by, like I was saying before, his just warm nature. Just always smiling, always just, and not just smiling, because some people, you know, they smile all the time, but you, you're like, yeah, I don't know if they're, if they're legitimately happy or <laughs> they're legitimately warm, but like, yep. I have like legitimately felt that you care about people and that, like I was saying, you got a warm spirit. You just seem to lean more towards positivity. Absolutely. Um, so I'm curious, has that something, has that been something that you've always had? Have you, has that been something you've been more developing? It's, it's been, um, a little bit of a mix of both. Um,
1: I grew up, my, my mother and that aunt that I had talked about, um, have been significant influences on, on my life growing up. And so I've always been a very, I've always loved people from a young age. I was always kind of a, the rap in school. Never really focused too much, but I always loved being around people. I loved listening to old, you know, older people and adults, and, and hearing their stories. It was always just something that I've had a passion for life, and my passion is people. People are, you know, the stories that culminate and the experiences. You know, I, I learned at a young age that um, if you want to learn something, if you want to be able to do something, you have to find a mentor. You have to find somebody who has a way to be able to influence you or teach you these things or expose you to these ideas. And so I've always just enjoyed people's company and people's presence. And kind of as I go through, grew throughout schooling and grew throughout life and had my experiences, I have just found that uh, my biggest thing was the, the impact that you can have on a person's life um, just through the simplest things of remembering somebody's name and, and addressing them by their name and the way that it changes the way that they light up for, you know, the way their eyes light up when you recognize somebody. You had a smile on top of that and you pay attention to what they say and learn a little bit about them and and make them a utility in your life. Um, It changes the dynamic in, in a way that for me has given me every opportunity I've ever had in my life. And I've truly felt blessed throughout my life to be able to have all the experiences that i've been able to have and to be able to just get the opportunities that i've been able to have and i owe it to so many people i i wish i could name every person on here right now but it would take so long like there's just all the people out there that have helped me get where i am they know who they are and they they're incredible individuals and so i, I felt that i owed it to the world to give back what i received which is just being genuine being sincere being um, warm-hearted listening to people and trying to i want to make an impact on my community and and overall you know that's my goal with with being a doctor and trying to get this treatment trying to help people is that i want to i would like to help people alleviate chronic pain out of their lives so that they can optimize their daily lives whether it's with friends with family with their children um at work you know being more productive just in general i feel like it's um I feel like we all have a civil duty to be able to try to enrich each other's lives. So, that has been, it's just a perspective. I don't know entirely, so I'll give it a little bit some genetics, some predispositions, some factors from family just grooming me, and then just having incredible experiences and opportunities that made me just feel like I owed it to the world to be able to try to make it a better place. So, and my friend as well, too, you've had you coming in, you always have that same glow and that same just warmth to you and that you have that passion and drive. I have been impressed with you ever since you walked into the clinic. It has been a joyous experience to be around you. And I, I am honored to be here
0: talking to you today as well. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And let me just say, you know, like you were saying, your goal, you know, to help the community and just, you know, be genuine. I, I think you're succeeding at that. Like, <laughs> like, you're pumping me up, man. You're going to make me blush on camera, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, like legitimately. Uh, I don't know if I told you this or not, but the, the first night, so after my first treatment with you, um, that, that same night I came home, I told uh, my wife, I was like, I, I don't remember exactly how I phrased it, but I basically was saying, like, man, this guy's is different. Yeah. Like, he just feels, like, genuine. Like, he genuinely cares. I appreciate it so much, buddy. I, I so appreciate it. I
1: appreciate it. you. I'm like. <laughs> well, I, I glad that it's, you know, the experience of schooling in life tends to, I think this is one thing that, that makes a lot of people sway from keeping this goal true, is that life tends to have a way of throwing speed bumps in front of you that you can never anticipate. And sometimes maintaining that disposition throughout that is not the easiest I've, I've hit my own speed bumps through life. I'm not perfect, but like I said, I'm, I'm so happy that you feel that I'm able to provide that feeling and that you, that you actually genuinely feel it because I truly do feel that way. And it has been at times an introspective process where I'm like, am I still actually providing what I need to provide? And so it's, it's It's a very nice reinforcement to actually hear that what I'm doing is actually getting through to hopefully most people for sure, and if not, at the very least, I affected one that I care about as well, so it's it's a success in that regard Ulysses if i don't if I don't help anybody else out, if I have at least helped you with this man, then i I am thriving here
0: but there you go your, your schooling was all worth it
1: <laughs> <laughs> for one person exactly exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting, you know, on that, on that note, though, it's just funny because when, when people have an, a positive experience, they're less likely to share it than if they have a negative experience. Yeah. And so odds are you're helping a lot more people than you realize. Yeah. Yeah. That you, you have a
1: super solid point with that. Yep. It's always the skeptics that are quick to give their
0: opinion. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, but circling back, because you, you talked about speed bumps. Yeah. and. You know, we've been kind of talking about perspective and mindset, and obviously, right now, I think collectively we're hitting a speed bump with this whole COVID nineteen. Yes. You Absolutely. know, there's a lot of people. You know, indoors. Um, you know, a lot of people just they're having a hard time. What advice, if any, would you give? I guess for helping to maintain more of a positive perspective, trying to—I I guess if, if nothing else, trying to uh, maintain your your mental health during this time.
1: Yeah, you know, this is one I've struggled with throughout this time as well, too. This is—I um, know a lot of us are being affected on work fronts. A lot of us are being affected in social dynamics as far as our family households, where you know people have gotten have not been conditioned to being spending. time every day all day with their families from children husbands wives you know brothers sisters everything like that and it creates a different dynamic and I, I think one thing I was talking to uh, a really close friend of mine last night is that maintaining perspective on what your overall goals are and that this is this is something that is I guess what all the great people say life is cyclical and as all things this will pass too And to just stay focused on your core values and core principles of being able to be grateful for the time that we have. This is, uh, you know, I've had uh, one friend who's really been struggling with this. She's a she's a doc out in Oregon, and she's we were talking the other day, and it was I was trying to pump her up in the sense of like this hasn't changed anything. We're still we're all still on the same track. There's there is hiccups for all of us, you know, for the people losing their jobs. This is my heart goes out to them. I can't imagine what that's like, um, but I would, I would try to look at this in the perspective of this is a blessing that we are going to have. If, if you can look at it from this perspective to be able to spend this much time and to be able to have, you know, I, I know for a lot of people working from home has kind of created a little bit of laxity where they don't have to work quite as hard and they get to spend a little bit more time with the family. I think this is just a time to enjoy and, and look at the the beauty in coming together with each other and the times that, we don't know when we're going to get this again. And once we're through this, it's going to be back to business and things are going to you know, start rolling through. And so the way that I have tried to look at it is one exercising, taking care of your mental health, taking care of your physical health, um, meditating, taking time to just have a little bit of time throughout the day where you're doing something productive that, you know, you have time now, Learn something new you know i 've taken up a little bit on on stock investing i you know we've i 've been looking into a little bit more of reselling. this is something that Ulysses has helped me with uh, throughout treatments he 's been coaching me through some some things as well too but I, I find that that is something that has helped me significantly is just, just staying active mentally and physically um, and then past that trying to trying to invest quality time into relationships and really just be present with people I think that 's one thing that people are really I've noticed in in certain interactions is people are having a hard time being present right now even when they're sitting in front of you they are so concerned about what's going on that it just it takes away from the quality of the moment And i think fundamentally that's what we need is just real attention and real presence um from the people that we care about to either hear us out or to just spend time and watch some tv shows and just relax um but I think that for me has been paramount, and I think that's what, something that I would try to portray to anybody else is just being able to just enjoy the simple things in life right now.
0: Yeah, it's so true, man. Like uh, I know for me personally working from I'm, I'm basically like 99.9 percent of the time working from <laughs> home now. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's interesting because I've worked from home before, before yeah. this whole thing yeah. happened. But it was more like when my daughter would come up to me like, no, I got to work, you know, but I've actually been surprised how much I've been enjoying it. I think because at least for me, I don't know how everyone else's schedules are like if they have to have a little more structure or if they're more loose, but um, I'm like, oh, I know I don't have to run out the house in 30 minutes. Um, And I don't know, it's been... I really love how you are saying investing in relationships because I, that's what I feel for, at least for me, has been so big this last, like, month or so is I feel like I'm having more time with my daughter, with my wife, and man, it's been, while I understand these are challenging times for a lot of people, even for our business, you know, we've had some challenges, but even with all that, I, for me, this has been, like, kind of a huge blessing. Absolutely. It's been,
1: I'm so happy that you're taking that perspective because I was just about to ask you, how do you feel about the whole situation? Cause I know that you have been working from home and you guys have been, I know that from what you've told me, uh, you know, as we've been working together, um, just kind of how you guys have changed the dynamic of even the whole shift of what your, your whole business was oriented to, to trying to push to something else, to address the market and address everything like this. I, I know that you guys have been under a lot of pressure as well, too. So how, how, have what have you done to implement? What have you implemented to help you through this?
0: Like, uh, personally or business wise or both? Oh. So personally, um, just something and it's, it's kind of funny cause my, my dad and I had a conversation probably at the beginning of this, of this whole COVID thing um, that really kind of shifted my perspective even more, which is what he started talking about. Like, you know, focusing on like basically loving the process over the outcome. Oh and that, yeah that for me like total like huge perspective shift that I needed especially as we started this whole thing um because yeah I have been focusing more on, on like the process like the process of um engaging more with my daughter you know the process of you know um Doing things with my wife and innovating, even in our, in our relationship, where we can't go out on a date, it's like we have a date here at home. Once Celeste goes to sleep, yeah. um, but yeah, and, and similar, same thing with business, where, where I you know wanted, I've been wanting to maybe have these certain goals, like okay, let's hit these numbers. It's been more of a hey, let's try this and see if it works, and it's been it's been a whole lot more. I feel innovative, okay, which. I think actually has played in our favor because ironically as we've been trying new things like we've been going live every day, you know, doing uh, seminars. We've been doing a lot more uh, like online. My dad just had like a webinar last night Um, and just being more engaged in, hey, like hey, we've never tried telling stories about the business, let's do that. Yep. Finding how these things just have worked even though we're not focused so much on whether or not it'll work, but let's just try it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love
1: that. I think, I think um, what you said earlier too. what your dad told you for the process of appreciating the process over the outcome. That was when you've asked me, I think one thing that is a huge integral component to the mental health component, just to, just to bring this back in there is exactly what you said there. That was one thing that, you know, for me through undergrad, I've always struggled with. I've always been the guy that I'm happy to do the work at like 250% to get it done super quick. And I have struggled to enjoy the process. Like I want, I want the outcome. And I'm, I have it has been a folly in my life, and it's something that I've had to learn to correct over many years. But that was I think that was the biggest shift in my life um, for my mental health is when I stopped going for outcome oriented goals and started going for process oriented goals where it was it was about getting better and more efficient at what I'm doing becoming more effective every day bettering myself I knew I know the best version of myself and I know what I would need to do to become that best version and I feel like that's a lot of what the process is is it's you're never going to be exactly who you want to be because if you push or if you do the things that you want In five years, you're going to be a completely different person in a different state, and you're going to have different goals. And the person that in five years you want to be is going to be entirely different than who you wanted to be five years ago when you've achieved this. So I think that process has, I think that is a a crucial lesson for anybody to learn is being able to truly enjoy the process and not just be able to not just BS yourself, but truly enjoy the process. So I, I love that you said that. I think that is
0: such a such a poignant lesson to be able to learn for sure like I know for for myself something I realized and I didn't realize I was doing it but I once I had that conversation with my dad um, I realized that you know when you're focused on outcomes so much it's like you almost don't allow yourself to be that happy until you reach there reach that that goal Happiness becomes contingent upon. I will
1: be happy when I get this, and that you can't have happiness because you'll never be that. That's uh, it creates um, an unsatiable desire for, for for goals, and sometimes a lot of us are big dreamers, and sometimes those goals take a long time. And so, if you don't hit those things, it it does. If your happiness is dependent and and pivoted on that, it becomes a very slippery slope.
0: It's so true, man. And like, yeah, I just. Like I I consider myself a happy person, but I feel like I've been even happier. I've (laughs) been focusing on the process because it's like you get to be happy every day. Like you get to work on, you know, whether it's a marketing goal or whether it's you know building a relationship with your daughter. Like you get to be happy every day because you're not worried. You you, like you said, your happiness is not contingent upon something that will happen in ten years.
1: Exactly. A long time to go without happiness, brother. Ten years (laughs) is. I mean, I would rather be happy every day leading up to 10 years, and if we get to those outcomes, so be it, right?
0: Yeah, uh, and on that note as well, like, it's, it, it's funny because it, you, we can't ever control the outcome. Like, we can do what we can, but how many people had some kind of business goal this year, and then a freaking virus comes, something we can't even see with our naked eye, and just completely destroys their goals? Like, if you're, <laughs> if you're, conti- if you're having this contingent on some goal like things happen. Yep. You got to have that flexibility. And
1: I mean, you know, hopefully, hopefully this is a circumstance that is not going to become a commonplace. as far as hopefully these viral issues and, you know, earthquakes and like, man, we got, we got rocked this year. It was, uh, it was, it was an interesting year as to say the least, (laughs) but it it is, it's all about your flexibility and, and how do you recover, right? Like, I think that's that's another thing is you know if you have all these business goals and you have these temporary setbacks and you're you have you're just so rigid in your ways, like stuff like this is catastrophic, you know. And like I you said, your perspective with everything, being able to just take a step back and know that you know, um, I don't know if you know, do you know who Simon Sinek is? Yeah. So Simon Sinek just wrote a book recently called The Infinite Game, and he. I heard of it. I was watching um, a podcast between him and Tom Billiou, and I just saw a shot. I love these guys. Unbelievable stuff. I think that is another thing that builds my mental health is listening to these. We've talked about this with Gary Vaynerchuk. Is listening to these guys on a daily basis is I think it's something that could benefit everybody. It it's it puts you in a mind state where you just open and you're listening to the best of the best and it's it's so inspiring that it it's infectious it just like you every time I get done with a podcast it just lifts you up but Simon Sinek was talking about how business is the infinite game right like when there's no you don't end a business there is no final goal there's no final set of money it's about sustainability and longevity for beyond your lifetime if you're building a business to be to build an empire you're trying to leave something that's going to last a lifetime and, and far beyond a lifetime, multiple lifetimes and span generations. And so it's, it's shifting that mindset from like exactly what you talked about. Business is just as dynamic as life and, and it, it's something that you're working through for the rest of your life. So enjoy the process. It's, it's fun. It can, it can be something where it doesn't have to be infinite growth for the rest of your life. You know, there's going to be little hiccups and it's just enjoying it along the way.
0: For sure, man. For sure. And uh, on that note, so kind of um, pointing out something you said, because when I asked you about, um, I guess, where you thought you got your, like your warmth and everything, your, your, your perspective, uh, you mentioned, you know, family genetics and everything. Um, something that people don't always have is a family or um, friends who have that kind of perspective to help you grow that. But I do want to point out, even you said how these podcasts have been helping you. I think if you don't have that, uh, that family or friend, that the inner circle to help you develop that, then definitely a podcast by Tom Bilyeu or anyone who you feel is going to help you grow. That's it. I mean, man, we live in such a blessed day that like we can just have access to these people, to the internet and like where we can be all- developing a perspective through others.
1: Absolutely. And it's all free. That's, I mean, that's the most beautiful thing is that, and and, you know, as, as we just said, Tom, Billy, we we named a few, but it's all about who resonates with you and who inspires you. And the thing is, is, is most of these juggernauts of the industry, they want to give the content away for free and they want to give their message away from for free. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you know, that was one thing where, it's a powerful thing to know that you are the culmination of the environment and the people that you surround yourself with. And, and it doesn't have to just be, it's not just the people you surround yourself with physically and proximally. It's, it's who you surround yourself with ideologically. What kind of ideas do you let resonate in your mind? And that's where, for me, this has been, I try to usually listen to one to two podcasts a day, every day. I'm not I don't listen to a ton of music I'm I'm all about just trying to keep this momentum going with just optimism and positivity so I can try to influence as many people as possible and, and adopt as many perspectives um, from these people that who, who have reached billions of lives and millions of lives like it's there there is examples out there for everyone you just you have to look and I think for those people that are as you said, I think that was a great thing to point out. Everybody isn't born into the same circumstances, unfortunately. Um, and and a lot of times for those people out there that had a little bit of a predisposition against them, you got to fight even harder to find those people. And, and when you find them, you make sure that you surround yourself with them, try to do everything that you can to provide value so that they can help build you, help build them. Um, and then even just reaching out looking for books, looking for podcasts. There's there's so many messages that are so profound that can have inspired me. And I know they inspire millions of other people. I think just a lot of people, sometimes we get caught up in our Netflix and our Hulu and in our TV shows that, although they're entertaining, tend to have a lot of drama and a lot of things that tend to distract from life. Um, and, and I'm not against that. I think I think it's all for the better you know it's nice to have entertainment every once in a while but I think overall being able to shift that mindset to where wanting to grow personally on a daily basis becomes more of um, supersedes that want and desire to just relax is something that I think more people should try to spend time focusing on because it's it's, I, I can't imagine living life in any other state than what I do right now which is just I try to live in pure bliss and I am blessed to be around Dr. Kemp who is an just just one of the most incredible men and I get to work with him every day. He's he's phenomenal. All, all of the ladies in our office are just incredible ladies. The the atmosphere and the environment there is just so nourishing. So I've been blessed to be that but I'm like I I try to fight and strive to help enrich that environment and I'm, I hope that you know, with your message and everything that you're trying to do, I hope more and more people start taking that. And especially with the pandemic and these types of times that are a little bit more personally trying, I hope they're reaching out to look for more of these
0: outlets for themselves. For sure, man. All right. Well, uh, we're going to wrap up, but just with a couple questions, last yeah. questions. Um, going kind of, yeah. Okay. Last couple of questions.
1: Cool. <laughs> Please, no, shoot, for,
0: I mean, man, don't even...
1: She 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 is doing her thing. Shoot from the hip, my friend. We got this.
0: <laughs> so I'm curious. So going back to uh, um, being a chiropractor, um, what I have you guys had to make any significant adjustments? How have you guys uh, been adjusting to to this time?
1: So uh, through this time, it has been a lot about managing um, people's fears about coming out. Right. So um, what we've been doing in the office is sanitizing, just relentless, relentless amounts of just cleaning the office after every patient, after every interaction, sanitizing hands, making sure that we're, you know, screening people enough to say, you know, have you had these symptoms recently? Reducing down the numbers, obviously doing less than 10, trying to keep small groups, only letting patients who are actually getting treatment come in for treatment. Um, So we're trying to do every we're trying to mitigate every factor that we have the capacity control to actually be able to provide that safe environment for the patients. Um, So that's kind of been our our biggest, our biggest approach to making people feel secure because our business is a business of relationships. It's, you know, we are are dependent on people as much as people are dependent on us. Um, So we don't really get the luxury of being able to just sell a product or just or do anything like that. So um, a lot of it has just been trying to create security for people so that way they feel people are living in pain through this time. And, you know, a lot of us working from home are getting beat up ergonomically and you don't have the same work environment. I, we've had many patients that have been kicked out of their offices by their other spouse and sent to the basement to work. So, you know, it's, um, but just, just still being there to say, you know, these are the precautions we're taking, we're still here to help you. So that that's kind of been our biggest thing. But yeah, honestly, I am still surprised that any of the paint is left on anything in our clinic with how much or that the leather actually is still on the ta- tables, because <laughs> my goodness, man, it is. And sanitizer is hard to come by these days. It's <laughs> it's, it's hitting critical statuses here. Um, but yeah, that, that's been the biggest way of approaching it. Um, and, and we did. It's, you know, I think almost every industry has been hit. You know, we felt this for sure. It's, you know, those first month and a half people just, they, they weren't, you know, they're concerned about taking care of themselves and their families and, and following the isolation, which I think is, is very healthy. And we, we were blessed to be in a position where Dr. Kemp wasn't too stressed about the whole thing. And you know, he, he had the optimistic perspective through this whole time that he was like, look, we're going to make it through this, I'm not laying anybody off or taking care of, we're going to take care of the patients. We're going to create the environment we can. And you know what, if we just have one person coming through, we're going to have one person, we're going to treat that person the best that we can and, and make sure that they get the care that they need. So yeah. it was, it was a true blessing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because with being a chiropractor, that's because some people have able to adjust doing things online. But I mean obviously you can't get an adjustment online. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't figured it out yet. If you can if you can help me figure this out, brother, we can we can create
1: a whole new industry out this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if anything comes to mind, I'll let you know.
1: Please do. Please do you know where to find me,
0: man. You cool. know where to find me. Well, cool. so um what uh, what recommendation would you give to someone who wants to become a chiropractor? Oh man.
1: Oh you hit you hit one for me philosophically chiropractic is a beautiful profession it's a very mixed profession um there is a lot of things that we're struggling with as far as legislation um rights credibility in the eyes of um the public you know, it's something that I went to a school that is—it's um, kind of two spectrums of chiropractic. So you have evidence-based chiropractors, and you have vitalistic chiropractors, and the two philosophies are drastically different. Um, I've obviously I went to school at the University of Western States, and so we were kind of the leading end of—we're pretty much like the the Harvard uh, medical school of chiropractic, um, and so everything that we did was evidence-based. It was all in conjunction with. You now we learned immunology, you know we've gone through all those same classes, and it was very heavily oriented in our clinical practice to where you know we were expected to do screenings for heart liver, lung checking all the systems as well too um, so I think the thing that I would recommend for somebody wanting to go into chiropractic is understand before you get into this one what chiropractic is um, The nature of the shortcomings of the profession that we're still battling uh, internally between those two different divisions and kind of how it affects the outside perspective from patients from other medical professionals um, and that there is a little bit of uh, stigma towards us and if you're if you're lucky enough to start your own clinic um, obviously you can kind of abate some of those those things Um, unfortunately if you're not Make sure that you're finding somebody that is who you want to practice with. And I would highly recommend spending that time before you go into school. Um, if you don't know, if you have the capacity to start it, if, if you have the capacity to be able to start your own business right out of school um, and do these things, I say more power to you. If you love it and you're passionate, push, you can do it. Um, but yeah, just, just making sure that you're, you're truly informed about what's going on with it and and decide what end of that spectrum you want to be on and which, which part of the battle you want to fight. So, but it's, it's from personally, I don't get involved in too much of, of the political stuff with chiropractic. Um, like I said, I've had the blessing of, of being with Kemp and Kemp is a very successful man. He is, he runs one of the most successful businesses I've ever seen. He is an, a phenomenal chiropractor he loves his patients. His patients love him. He's, and he doesn't really get too involved with it. He he lives his life and he takes care of people, and he that's what he loves doing. And I, I've I have been able to embrace that as my own, and I get I get the pleasure of just doing what I need to do for. Charting for documentation for all these things, and then I just get to be with you guys, and I get to hang out. And I've tried to tell patients that all day. They're like, you know, get a lot of people ask me, "Do you love? Do you like what you do?" Like I love what I do. Literally, I hang out, I pop bones, I work on people, I talk about life, I talk about exercising. I'm like, I just get it I just get to have fun and just be myself. Like I could, I could never imagine doing anything else. So it's it truly is. If you get the opportunity to be involved in it, it is, an it's a profession unlike any other in this world, that's as all. long as coronavirus doesn't keep coming back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in that case, we will have to figure out some kind of virtual. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes.
1: No, for sure. That's where I'm like, it may create some, some issues in that regard, but we'll, we'll work
0: through it. Oh, that's awesome, man. You know, one of the things I've loved about uh, connecting with people, especially in different professions is, man, I didn't know like all that back and backstory, back end stuff that goes on in the different worlds and different sectors. Oh, the nitty gritty
1: is it's man. I, I feel like we've got crazy stuff going on, but man, I, other businesses, I can't imagine. I'd imagine you're hearing some extremely interesting stories and and just the things that people have to do to, to get their businesses to go and to keep it going is, you know, I, I know you've told me about some of the stuff that you guys do and it's, Doing marketing every day, creating podcasts every day, editing content to the level that you do on top of doing financial stuff, on top of doing marketing, on top of doing, like it's, I mean, I, I love to think that I would, and you know, I I think I'm sure I could figure it out, but like to do what you do on a daily basis blows my mind. It's, it's so impressive. So I'm glad that you're getting to see that kind of, like you said, the back end of, of everything associated with it.
0: Yeah just makes me appreciate you even more.
1: (laughs) Oh, Oh, Ulysses, you're amazing, my friend. Honestly, it has been such – you are such a refreshing person to be around. I always always look forward to seeing you.
0: Oh, man, dude, the feeling is mutual. I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate it. Okay, so now last couple questions. (laughs) So for you, what brings you happiness? Oh, man.
1: For me, what brings me happiness, Ulysses? You asked me one of the hardest questions. I want to be honest and I want to be genuine right now. I, I'm a happy person in life in general. I, I've fallen in love with life. Um, I love people. I love learning. I, I, my whole life, I've ever since I started college, I was. I was always the guy that I bought the textbook. I read the textbook front to back. I bought two more textbooks while we were still going through the ca- class, read those. I, like, I was miles, I was just in different worlds in that regard. And so I just built an affinity for life. I think so many of the processes. Um, and when you truly understand stuff and you can see the inner correlation, it, it creates a certain sense of serenity in life. And I've, I feel like I've had that serenity for um, many years now. Uh, is something I learned in undergrad, and so for me, happiness is um, more of a, a state-dependent thing. Like, you know, I, what brings me happiness? Spending time with my little girl, um, building that relationship with her. She is, <laughs> she's, she's, an inc- just a very unique individual, and I love being around her and watching her grow. It's um, one of the greatest blessings in my life. Um, but finding my personal happiness is something that truly, wholeheartedly, I am still working on myself. I love working out. I love doing these things. But I have realized that uh, after becoming a doctor and going to school for so many years and studying so much, I don't know how to have fun. <laughs> I, my, I'm either I'm either at a hundred or I'm I, I'm hanging out with my little girl. So I'm like, I've realized lately that there is different kinds of happiness right there's different there's relational happiness there is professional happiness there is happiness in just satisfaction and in, in what you're doing for yourself um I've I've mastered all of those I going to say master I have I've become very proficient in all of those and the big thing that I lack is uh finding hobbies and little things
0: okay oh let me
1: so yes that's that's the one thing that i am still currently building is learning to be happy just um, building happiness and just the my own little routine finding myself which i guess would be the hobbies and the things that i'm truly interested in that aren't about my family that aren't about my profession that are just uh, germane to me. So I haven't found those yet and that's something I'm working on. So I appreciate you calling me out on that because that is something that I need to work on to significantly more.
0: (laughs) And I think that's perfectly fine too, because I think we're all just on a journey of, at least for me, I think life is about happiness. Um, I think we're, we're created to be happy and yeah, I I think that uh, it's part of the process, right? Going back to what we're saying, like, i think that that process of just becoming happier becoming better and just even in that process makes us happier
1: absolutely there's joy in being able to
0: just do that Mm -hmm. absolutely for sure man for sure um so question i'm just going last question i'm going to sneak in real quick is how do you think your perspective has changed since you became a father
1: Oh, man. Okay. So for me, I have. So when I was getting ready for medical school, I was, my dream was to become a pediatric neurosurgeon. So I love kids. Um, I feel like one thing that I had experienced through some of my life growing up, um, and that I've seen as a common theme for a lot of friends that had hardships growing up is that people tend to drastically underestimate children. Um, their intelligence, their adaptability, their creativity, their just their overall demeanor and disposition and who they are. I feel like a lot of us we tend to get a, a filter that gets put on from the world, and it tends to be a, a bit cynical um, and a bit realist, but it's a little bit more nihilist um, towards our children and towards their dreams and aspirations. And so that's one thing I tried to really nurture with my daughter is that i I, like i said i wanted to make a difference in children's life because i felt like it would the more that we can affect our children on all of us on a whole basis is we're going to change our future and we change the future through influencing the next generation and it was amazing going through when i didn't have a child because it was so much easier to just have this joy for children and do these things and just every day be like, boom, study this, look at them, blah, 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 you know? And then you have your child, and there's a whole different set of a reality where for me, it put me in a low key stress mode where I feel like I have to be a beast all day, every day. Like I have to provide for my daughter. I'm, as you know, me and my ex are separated. Um, I feel like that factor on top of being a father has made it to where I. It's, it's a stressful, it's a stressful position, but I, that provides so much joy. And so my perspective on it is that it gave me so much meaning in life to implement the things that I felt about children and the perspectives I had on parenting with my child on a daily basis and to never waver because I knew that every day that you don't make that investment you're losing a day with your child and when it's your child it's it, it you can't for me personally and, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. I, I I wish I could say I did it every day but I know the days that I've lost and I know the effects that it's had on my, my on my daughter and I think that's just the hardest thing is that it's a never a never-ending job and and when you slack they feel it mm-hmm. and so it gave me the most purpose and the most drive in my life. And it also put a boot to my butt and got me in gear even more so than I. And I feel like, unfortunately, that boot is always sitting back there. So I'm like, I just, I feel like that, that dire urge to just make sure that I am becoming the person that I want to be because there's, I have to. I have to for the well being of my daughter. Um, and I have to make this work. And I think one of the, the, beautiful things that gave me as well too is I have to do it through positivity and optimism because if I want to influence her life
0: I have to do it through a way that she can connect with me so that's awesome man hey well I'm gonna let you go to go spend some time with your daughter Um, so if someone wants to connect with you whether maybe they're local they want to get an adjustment or they just love this interview want to chat with you what's how can people connect with you Absolutely. So, um, chem chiropractic
1: in Saratoga Springs, we are open all the time. If you ever, if you ever need any chiropractic care, we got your back. Okay. Um, as far as reaching out to me, I'm on Facebook, uh, just Gavin Whiting. Uh, if you can find me, I don't know how many there are on there. I, I think my picture's up there with my little girls, so it should be pretty easy to find me. Um, feel free to send me a message. I will try my hardest to respond to anybody that needs to. Um, also, my email is gavin underscore whiting. Um, same thing that you see on this screen uh, at hotmail.com. So if anybody ever feels a need to send me an email, like I said, I will try at the very least to respond and, and give a quick little quip it to be able to respond. If I have a little bit more time to be in depth, I would I would love to reach out to the community and anybody else that has questions, wants to share experiences, anything
0: like that. So. Perfect. And I, again, just, I can't recommend this guy enough. Like both as a (laughs) chiropractor and as a human being, like Gavin is
1: coming from the grandmaster himself. Ulysses (laughs) lives this as well. And brother, you are a fun, just phenomenal person. You're infectious. You you're inspiring. You're uplifting. I am. I appreciate your, your genuineness and your sincerity with, you know, all the questions that I've harassed you about while, while we've been working on, while I've been working on you, like I, you've just been so upfront and so inf- informative. And, you know, when you approached me about this podcast, I was just like, you know what? It's, it's, I, w- I would expect nothing less from you, Ulysses. I I know you're gonna push hard and you're gonna do great and amazing things and everything that you and your dad are doing with your company, you guys are are gonna have an incredible impact on the world. So I truly believe in your process and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to be a part of this, man. Like it's a, it's a beautiful experience.
0: Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that.
1: Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Ulysses, my friend. You have a wonderful day, brother, and I will see you soon, Cam.